We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Minute, the fan-based podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Kelly Laguna. And Kelly is back. She's Hello. back for another day. We have some we have some awesome minutes, and so we're gonna we're gonna keep bringing you back every day. Good. Until we're it. done. Let's do it. That would be awesome. <laughs> okay, okay. So, minute eighteen on this Wednesday. Minute eighteen starts with Vernon reiterating that Harry won't be going to Hogwarts. Um I, I, last minute and this minute start the exact same way with Vernon saying he won't be going. He says it twice? He says it twice. Mm. Um, and this minute ends, minute 18 ends with Hagrid telling Harry that he's not allowed. Wait. Oh, Hagrid telling Harry that he's not allowed to do magic. Like, strictly speaking, I'm right. not allowed to do. I, the way I wrote it, I thought that he was telling Harry, <laughs> you can't do magic. <laughs> uh, which I guess is also true. Harry's not allowed to do magic yet, but that's it's not true. Important. That's not, that's not. Everyone in this room cannot do magic, technically. Yeah. Or is <laughs> exactly. not allowed, not allowed to, do to do magic. any magic. And yet we've seen You know, we, we never, um, well, we'll get to that at the end of the minute, I guess. Um, so, so <laughs> Vernon says again, uh, he won't be going. And Hagrid kind of like laughs in his face. He's like, oh, like this he funny kind of like. Saucy attitude. He, he does like. <laughs> he's kind of like mocks him condescending. Like, oh, and I think a great muggle like yourself is going to stop him. Like it's, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. so like haughty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. A great muggle like yourself is going to stop him. Like there's him. just no instance in Hagrid's mind that thinks that Vernon will get away with it. No. There's no way. No. He's just like, Harry's going to Hogwarts. Yeah. Like, what are you, like, you can't yeah. stop this. Like, it's it's happening. <laughs> like, it is laughable. I will apparate out of this room with him if I have to. Pretty you, sure he cannot. I was going to ask you. I don't you, think you, you can, can even. I know, he's only got a, he's only got a, yeah, they need the boat. How does, how did the, how did the Dursleys uh, leave? Didn't, didn't Joe answer that somehow? Like, but. Uh, okay, so here's my assumption. They rented that boat from the guy that owns the hut on the rock. Yeah. So I would assume that, like, the boat's back, but he hasn't seen them. Like, he would probably be like, what happened to these guys? It was very, it's probably a very, like, ordinary yeah. way that He's they just got like, discovered oh, and not like, magical at all, right? He just went out the next day to see if they were still there, and they were. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I guess right. I'll take you back. We could leave you. Victoria. <laughs> yes. Way back in minute, like, two or three. To the point where now it's like getting uh... apocryphal. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> no. Oh okay. Um, uh, uh, you started to mention right the definition of the word muggle. Actually, I think there was right. a minute one, and right. I was like, wait. Later this week, we're gonna hear McGonagall use the word muggle. That that the the Dursleys are the worst sort of muggles imaginable. They they really are. Yes. Um. And I forgot to ask you the definition of muggle, because you said you knew where it came from. 
Well, I not necessarily where it came from, but uh, like the Muggle. The only other, the only other uh, definition I could find for Muggle that's actually like English and not like <laughs> you know this uh, Wizarding World word. Yeah, is uh, it was a 1900s slang term for a stoner. <laughs> for a stoner? <laughs> for a pot smoker. <laughs> they were called muggles. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting. I know. That was know. not at all what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting that either when I saw, when I found the fact, like, wrapped it with, like, all this Harry Potter yeah. stuff. But I was like, okay. okay. Harry Pothead. Harry Pothead. <laughs> so, and the you know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, there you go. The forever Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yes, oh, this just took a very uh, strange turn. You you, you really can happy. call. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> you can call someone a muggle who's a, a stoner. Okay, and that's why I wonder if 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 Joe, one of those words that somehow found her way, like found its way into Joe's memory that I just didn't. I would like to think that she must have known the etymology of the word because, like. So many of the characters' names are even chosen specifically because of the etymology of it. Very much like Tolkien, Rowling does not choose words, names, anything lightly at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And Muggle, however, having said that, (laughs) J.R.L. Tolkien chose the word Hobbit very lightly. Okay. And there, there, I mean, there are... Uh, it's 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 very disputed about you know whether or not he heard that word somewhere if it's if it's influenced by the word babbit it's or rabbit even um, hmm. it, there's so many different uh, but if, of course Tolkien it just came to him right yeah um, and so it, it could have been one of the one of those words that just kind of came to her just like the actually the name Maybe. Harry Potter yeah is kind of probably the only name that just kind of came to her uh, um, it had something to do with like a graveyard right like a headstone. I don't She's know. So... I I thought that she um that's a that she thought of it on the train. Like I know she, she yeah, started no actually writing it on you know in a napkin on a napkin in the in the pub that yeah. she used to go to. But I remember I think she said you know it came the idea of Harry Potter came to her when she was writing on the train. Yeah, and the name that's when the name Harry Potter came to her. Um, but every other yeah. character um, meticulously decided. meticulously decided. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. That's even, exciting. Even Rubius Hagrid is, uh. Oh, here. We, let's do this. <laughs> do this now because we didn't have you here when he said that he was Rubius Hagrid, the Keeper of Keys. You missed it by like I seconds. I did. By like seconds. So, well, speaking of, of names and, and, and Hagrid, um, the whole, the whole series of Harry Potter is alchemical. And I'll try to condense this. Okay. Very, uh, yeah, hopefully you this word a couple way. times, alchemical. alchemical. I really want to, uh, Yeah. So, so, and, and this is the Philosopher's Stone. Right? Yeah, right. Yes. So, um, so alchemy has a huge part to play in um, in J.K. Rowling's works, um, especially Harry Potter. And the whole the whole journey of Harry is alchemical in the sense that he goes from a base a base metal in alchemy goes from being stripped down to its core material mm. to being washed enlightened um and uh and cleaned and purified to coming out gold yeah and so that is what harry does throughout the whole series and there's three main stages 
um, of alchemy. The first stage is the Negrito stage. Okay. Negrito for black. That makes the sense. second stage is the Albedo stage for white. Mm-hmm. The third stage is the Rubido stage for red. And if you can find three characters that represent those three stages, it's going to be Sirius Black, Albus, Albedo, mm-hmm. Dumbledore, Rubius, Ruby, Red, Hagrid. Wow! So these three characters are representative of the stages that Harry goes through on his alchemical journey. Okay. So the fact that we see Hagrid here mm-hmm. um, kind of... We see him, he's kind of like the first introduction to the magical world but he's the very last too he is what brings harry to his like yes. enlightenment yes um it's just there's so much more i could say um but it's beautifully done meticulously we'll done. um we'll have to do a weekend edition at some point and we'll just talk out several weekends <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll do a whole series or yeah. something oh it's throw it all up on it's it. so beautiful Patreon. and the work of literary alchemy um and harry potter especially um i have to say is is primarily i think he was one of the first um certainly the most popular um scholar to do so is john granger if you mm. go on the hogwartsprofessor.com he is the one who really introduced uh, certainly me um <laughs> there's a kitty in the house now there oh, it's so cute um but this is precious like the name yes <laughs> it's a very cute cat are That's, you sure it's not McGonagall? no no, no. <laughs> i don't know if she's like the precious the precious but her name is precious <laughs> but yeah but but john granger the hogwartsprofessor.com um he he looked at uh, he was one of the first people to find this in Harry Potter and really popularized. That's it. amazing. Um, so you can find so many. I haven't actually done a lot of research yeah. into like the like the academic study sort of thing for Harry Potter. Oh man, I've I've only been like the, the most casual fan. I've uh, I've got books for you. I'll give, you can borrow books. Oh, oh um, that's awesome. One of the best ones is Harry Potter Nerds Volume One. Mm-hmm. Um, I was published in the second volume. Um, but, uh, but the first one, you just read every essay and you were just blown away. Yeah. It's just incredible. I mean, the, the work that academics are doing on Harry Potter, um, is not done lightly. It is I... serious stuff. And it's, it's incredible, fascinating and really fun stuff too. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that Harry Potter's getting the same sort of academic treatment that like Tolkien's been getting for decades. Yeah. Um, well, well, I, d- I th- and, and that's, and that's actually putting it, I mean, Tolkien, people have been looking at Tolkien for a long time, but even even that was not something that uh, academically <laughs> was really, really accepted um, at universities and stuff like yeah. that. I think here and there, um, <laughs> I wasn't alive at the time, but uh, um, but it's really kind of... I think it's flourishing more now. It's flourishing more now. Do you think that, do you think that the accessibility to, like, the internet, like, being able to connect with other people that have this kind of in-depth, like, oh. knowledge and, and, and... Undoubtedly. I mean, especially, I mean, I'm kind of biased because, I mean, the Signum University, the university yeah. I go to for my master's, but that I'm actually studying this stuff, um, was, I found out about it because I listened to the Tolkien Professor podcast. Yeah. And then from there I learned that he had written a book, and then from there I realized that, oh my gosh, he has, he has this whole school that he started. And the reason, the only reason that I am... In doing this, so all this stuff I, you know, I interned at mm-hmm. and worked at uh, MuggleNet.com and did all this, you know, 
I've been published now, and I've spoken at conferences. I I did yeah. WikiCon in uh, 2013, and I've just done this whole all this crazy stuff because of the community. I never yeah. would have. I was this, I was a little kid in uh, in in classes that just sat in the back and didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. I had all these great ideas and I didn't say anything about them. And the community and the online community is what brings it all together. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like, I, I was definitely the same sort of growing up. I was that kid, like, with a book in the back of the class, just, like, finish my work and I'm just yeah. in whatever I'm reading. I'm not, it didn't really, it was hard to kind of branch out into that. And just, like, within the last few, just within the last, like, month alone, like, since we've been putting the podcast out, since we've been, like, kind of connecting with other people through, like, the other page, the other minute podcasts um, that are in that network, um, it's been really amazing to kind of connect with people that are also interested in this kind of analysis of the mm-hmm. content that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the minute format for, for the, for movies is really, is really cool because you get this kind of, uh, you get a, a, a really take the time to kind of comb really through the focused. content of the movie. And for us, because of the movie that we're doing, we have all this other resources to dig on. Like, I think that we and Lord of the Rings minute have the most material to draw from when it comes to like, this is what they're talking about, or this is, these are our theories about why the yeah. characters behave these ways or, or whatever. We really have yeah. a lot. And we've got, a, we've got an author that's still alive, which is, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's still writing. We still have like is, real stuff coming out yeah. that exists in this world. It's so kind of incredible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, was that the end of the minute? We're just the beginning of the minute, right? I'm sorry. No, we haven't even started the minute yet. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so, all, it's, all, it's all started with alchemy. It, it did. No, but this yes. is great. This is exactly why, this is exactly what we're here to do. Um, so, so Harry asks what a muggle is, and we get the first definition of muggle, uh, in the movie content that it just means non-magical, mm-hmm. which I like so much better than no mag. <sighs> We don't talk about that. That's not yeah, our movie. No, no, no. Um, this is not Cursed Child. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to bring you back right before. Don't do it. Don't I, do just it. for the trolley witch. I want you on for oh, that God. second. You said you wanted you wanted something tough to talk about. We'll bring you back then. I'll talk about the trolley witch. I'll talk about the trolley witch. <laughs> <laughs> we see her. It's the only time we ever see her face, I think. It's only As for it like, should be. It's only As for it like a frame. And then she should not have any other, you know, things in any other material, like plays. So... Um, I, uh, Hagrid continues on this monologue. He has this whole rant that he's delivering at the Dursleys, telling him that, like, there's no way that a muggle like you is going to stop him from going to school. He's had his name down since the day he was born. Um, he tells, he tells them that he's going to go to the finest school under the greatest headmaster that, that the world has ever known? Is that what he? The Hogwarts. That Hogwarts has ever known. How, how, Hogwarts has been established for centuries yeah. not is it thousands i don't think it's thousands a thousand eight thousand years i think maybe a thousand i would believe like eight thousand i think i'm not sure i don't either i don't know that seems like a really fundamental piece of knowledge that like we should all know yeah <laughs> but uh, don't. we absolutely should <laughs> i don't know uh, i don't exactly know the years and in, in the histories of um i feel like the statute of secrecy was 1600s? It was in the 1600s. Because mm-hmm, I was just reading that today. Yeah. Which makes sense because, you know, that's It was the established height. in the 10th century. Yes, 8,000. There we go. Perfect. Uh, 1100 years. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah, the finest hide master that Hogwarts has ever known. Yeah. Albus Dumbledore. Um, we already knew. We already knew this. We already knew that Albus Dumbledore was the headmaster of Hogwarts. Well, 
maybe not Hogwarts, but we, we hear him called referred to as Headmaster in the first five minutes. Um, when we have the scene on the street mm-hmm. outside with when McGonagall calls him. Yeah, she calls him headmaster. Right? Yeah. Um but then in that same minute she also calls him Dumbledore and she calls him by his first name, just Albus, just straight Albus, yeah. which I don't think anyone else really does. I don't know. I don't think we'll so. have to keep an eye on that. Um there's something really kind of tender about that. I like it a lot. Oh, I love I love their relationship. Oh, it's so great. Um He says he says Dumbledore's name with such like reverence. There's like a there's like a real admiration there so much respect because you know what because Dumbledore gave him respect yeah he never stopped respecting Hagrid and Mm -hmm. understanding Hagrid and who he was as a person yeah we we heard Dumbledore say in the first week as well that uh he would trust Hagrid with his life exactly um you put that sort of trust in someone that sort of interest and that sort of um, especially a wizard like Dumbledore at yeah. the, 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 everyone's, no one's going to stand against Albus Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the only w- wizard that could stop, uh, Voldemort, who Voldemort yeah. was afraid of. The only, the only person, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, it's, and he, he would trust Hagrid with his life, which shows mm-hmm. such a great relationship there. And the trust that Dumbledore has for everyone. I mean, yeah. For Snape, and this is going way, way, way off, but, I mean, it's just about trust and love. I think that Albus, Albus... I, I almost feel that he's got like an omniscience. He he really seems to like be able to see through people, mm-hmm. um, in in a really, I guess what could be a terrifying kind of way. But like he really, um, he can see the truth of people. I think, yeah, yeah. Because um, he, I mean, we, we'll get to this next movie, but I think he even he questions uh, Tom Riddle over the Chamber of Secrets mm-hmm. stuff. And I don't think that he believes for a second yeah. that it's actually yeah. Hagrid's. And he was the only person that Tom could be cool, right? Yeah. He was, I mean, he was, like, tricking professors left and right, mm-hmm. is what it sounds like, and getting his way, and kind of just, you know, from his good looks or his yeah. charming charming ways, and, and didn't fool Dumbledore for a second. Um, where I think he had kind of uh, Professor Dippet, who was headmaster yeah. before, um, was kind of totally, was not aware of this... He strikes me more of a like, um, like your stereotypical like stuffy uh, yeah. dean of students, but the, the kind of hard. Yeah, we don't really get a lot about. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know anything about Dippet. Um, just as he name. just did the job, I think. Yeah. And then yeah. Dumbledore is just so much more. Mm-hmm. He's like his. The whole... He brought something so new to. Yeah, it would be interesting to see Dumbledore conferring with like the older headmasters more than just the like couple times in the book that it happens yeah. in the end of the series. Um, the finest headmaster Hogwarts has ever seen. Albus Dumbledore. Even Harry looks so like, he looks so excited. Proud. Yeah. And he just looks, he goes from looking from like disdain to his, his, his family mm-hmm. to, and then the stranger. And he's like giving him this book. That's like to write. You just said that. Of yeah. course. I mean, it kind of foreshadows the, Dumbledore's man through and through. Yeah, this you know, is where I'm going to go. This is, yeah. Like, this sounds amazing. This, this is I, I think that Hagrid's respect for Dumbledore here really solidifies Harry's relationship with Dumbledore later. Yeah. Um, it really kind of sets up that, like, oh, this is someone that we can go to. Uh, yeah. Which I think is really nice. Um, and then, of course, Vernon has to be a total... Vernon has to be Vernon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Will not have some crackpot wizard. Oh, no, fool. some crackpot old fool. And magic tricks. Teach him cheat magic. tricks. Magic, oh, tricks. magic tricks. Magic tricks. Tricks. 
and just like he's doing card tricks and mm-hmm. pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic black one with a white tip type of Oh thing. my goodness. <laughs> Which is apparently what he described uh, James as to people. Um, little tidbit on Pottermore that I, in that same. He described him as a magician? He said, yeah, apparently that wow. he, was, he was like a cheap magician. That's fascinating. Um, so he did say he was a ma- So, and it's, it, it's almost even worse than, than making up a lie, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, he's a magician. Yeah. He, he, does, he does magic. He does stage magic. It's yeah. Just, you know, it's. It's so disingenuous. Oh, yeah. I mean, it hits so much harder. Oh, for sure. Which is why. Oh, I think James would have hated that oh, so much, I'm sure. Probably would have reacted to that. I could have, yeah, I, exactly. I know, I could imagine Lily being like, just come, like, just. Yeah. 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 Just like, whatever. At least, like, they're talking Let to us go. right now. Yeah. Don't let him get to you. Yeah, no. Um, so, so Hagrid pulls the umbrella out of his. Uh, we see the umbrella. We see the umbrella a lot in yes. this pink umbrella. I don't think we see the umbrella much after this either. I don't know if we do. I really don't. Um, because it's not like he carries it around. At we school. can't use I magic. I don't think you know that his yeah, wand is the is the largest wand that Ollivander ever 16 sold. Sixteen inches. Yeah, yeah, and it's pieces. It's are made in of his. oak. In his, it's like strong and sturdy. Mm-hmm. That's you know, it's a giant. Yeah, oh, it's giant's wand. Yeah. Um. Uh, presumably something. Fa- um. It's weird. We know. I mean, this is not. Do you think that his wand is still broken? It the his wand is in the umbrella. Well, yeah. The pieces of it. But it's not mended. It's amazing. It doesn't like backfire the way Ron's does. It's must or like Harry's breaks it. and he can't even use it anymore. Yeah. Like it doesn't work again until he repairs it with the Elder Wand. Did Dumbledore mend his wand? I don't know. That's a th- I read that theory today. And then uh, hit it in the Dumbledore room. gave him permission to use magic to find Harry for to give him mm-hmm. his letter. Um, I would so... assume that maybe he mended it, but even I don't even that I don't really know because so so he pulls out the umbrella here. And and kind of waves it in the in the Dursley spaces, and then when he points, wait, it, it does backfire in the movies because he had meant to turn uh, Dudley into a pig. Yeah, here's what I was gonna say. Like you 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 hear when he points, the same thing happens when he lights the fire. When he points at Dudley, the wand makes kind of a like, like it's like a like an exhalation. <laughs> like it's it's, it, 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 it's that was perfect. That's the sound I was going for. Uh, it has that wheeze. It does. It wheezes. It wheezes it's out the spell. And like it, it had like a hard time. It's so hard. And all it could accomplish was a day. Yeah. Um, I love the latter half of this minute. Like after Dudley gets the tail here, when they're just losing their minds. All you oh, see yeah. is his butt is yeah. sticking out. Ugh, it's like all pretense, you know. Yep. Just but, uh, drop and they just freak out. And Harry's so happy. Harry's <laughs> he's so, so happy. happy. Okay. He, so he sees magic. And I don't think, I mean, part of it is at Dudley's expense. But yeah. another is just the magic of it all. Like, of course. Like, holy, so, like, holy yeah. cow, you just made a, a tail come yeah. out of him. Christopher Columbus talks about this on the commentary. About how he felt that Harry's moment in the house, when all the letters are blowing through, you really get that sense of elation. And he says it's like, for the first time, you get Harry's happy about, like, the events that are occurring because it is so out of the norm for the Dursleys. And that it's this real bringing into the the whole, yeah, the whole magical universe Mm -hmm. for them. But, um, at the same time, uh, 
he reacts that way when the glass vanishes. Um, he's elated at the sight of Petunia and, and Dudley, like, beating oh, on either side it. of the glass. That and is my he favorite part he never loses it. And this is something that my mom, uh, my mom also loves these movies, and she's read all the books. Um, and she adores every time Harry loves Mazda. And she just, yeah. she'll say this every time he's, we watch uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, mm-hmm. and uh, they walk into the, the, the tent, yeah. and he says the words, I love magic. Yes. And my mom just melts, and then she just, like, goes on this whole speech every time. It's, I love how Harry never loses. He never gets jaded. He, he yeah, always loves magic. He always has wonder but, for but his world But it's true, and wonder and imagination is so important to I fantasy think, and fairy yes. tales and, and literature I as think a that whole. It's, it's beneficial to us, the reader, that Harry grew up in a muggle house. Yeah. Because we can experience because the we, same wonder. Yep. That he does. We are between the two worlds. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about this when he goes into Diagon Alley. No. Yeah. That's, that's, Literally that's nice between week. two worlds, I know. Yeah. That's nice to Um. Okay. So so they lose their minds and they scramble around the house. Well, this the house tale's behind. a little low for it to... It really mm-hmm. is. Where a tale would be coming out of That's um, part of the magic. Yeah. <laughs> It really is. It's, it's, well, I think it's just this saggy pants, his yeah. pajama pants. Um, I don't think that that is, uh, oh my Robbie Coltrane. You just paused it. Yeah, I did. Um, so, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So I, I pulled up the name of the body double. We, we questioned it earlier so in the, the week. Minute mark that looks really creepy. 1746 is the minute mark that you okay. stopped it. <laughs> yes. Second. Hagrid's yes. body double is a guy named Martin Bayfield. And uh, in order to make him, Hagrid, look even taller and more imposing around the anyone else, yes. uh, they had Bayf- uh, Martin Bayfield stand in. And he has a mask that is meant to look like oh Robbie Coltrane's face. But you only see it, like, briefly in a couple moments. And I, as this, we were watching yeah. the minute, I just noticed that, like, this, this is, is totally... definitely not... Uh, Robbie Coltrane here. You're totally right. (laughs) So what you do is what they did way back when in like what the 70s and you get the mask and you paint it white and then it becomes a horror mask. Oh my god, yeah, that's that's um, (laughs) Because that's what they did Halloween. It's uh, a Captain Kirk mask painted white (laughs) and there you go, you have Michael Myers mask. That is a scary face. (laughs) If you painted that white, it'd be terrifying. Especially when you're more Exactly, it'd be Uh, more terrifying. uh, Okay, so they they, they scramble around the hut on the rock. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, but see, because because they use a body double like that, um, you'll notice, and and I keep noticing it, like in every minute, and I'm waiting for something to like contradict it. But any time Hagrid is talking to anybody, it cuts from his face to their face. They're never in the he's never in the shot with someone else at the same time. They're always like separate because they're so like when uh, when they hug him and stuff. It's it's the body double. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Martin Bayfield. I think he 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 um portrayed Hag- Hagrid as the body double and the stunt double in all of the films. That's great. Yeah. So Hagrid asks Harry. I let it play a little too far. Hagrid asks Harry uh, to not tell anyone in Hogwarts about this little incident. Incident, because strictly speaking, he's not allowed to do magic. Although in the movie he doesn't talk about how he's about it at all. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He does. in the first book, does he? He does. Mm-hmm. He, he he says it's like um, 
it's in this moment, I think. He's, 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 he says, I was, ex- I went to ho- expelled from Hogwarts myself in my third year. I think he said it. Hmm. Um, and then next just, movie, next book, we'll figure out, like, what why? actually happened. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Hagrid is so intricately tied to a lot of these movies. A lot of what oh, happens. He's so central. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's yeah. he's one of the major players. It's cool that we have like um I would never call I wouldn't you couldn't you can't call Hagrid a minor character in the series even if he doesn't appear he's on screen. He's one of the main three. Yeah. Yeah. Serious Black Albus Dumbledore and Lucius Hagrid. Yeah. They're is, really like He is the He is the person who helps literally carry out of the force in yeah. the chapter out of the force. Um out of when Harry has has died and been mm-hmm. reborn, he's he's the one who carries Harry from that to that moment of enlightenment. Yeah, yeah. And and if you if you read, I don't remember what uh, interview it was, but that scene, the in the forest scene, is what uh, J.K. Rowling said that she had had in her head from the start of the series. Wow. And she, she says she knew one thing wow. for sure: it had to be. It was going to be. Yeah, Hagrid had I to be the one carrying Harry's body. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And. Going back to uh, full circle, in this movie, it is Hagrid who carries the baby Harry yeah. to the first uh, point the, where his journey starts mm-hmm. at Fort Privet Drive. So, and then he he escorts him here mm-hmm. into the literally into the magical yeah. world. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. I, I think it would be really fascinating to like get this series from the perspective of of those three. Because they're really like, because I, I don't think, like Harry's headstrong and he's motivated. He's definitely like a, a go-getter type. You know, he's a he's a true Gryffindor in that sense. That that kind of boldness in that. But um, but he's also they're still just students. They're still kids that are kind of like reacting to the world around them. Oh, and he exactly, and he's still to an extent. Harry is an everyman. Yeah, just like Frodo. Yeah. Um, that's his purpose. It's an ordinary sort of person. Mm-hmm. And so it really does take these guiding pillars to, mm-hmm. to, to deliver his story. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I never really considered it like that. Yeah. Or knocking it out of the park this week, Kelly. All right. That's the end of the minute. So I think we're going to wrap it up here. And, uh, and tomorrow we go to London. Yeah. Oh, I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled. Uh, join us tomorrow for minute number 19. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Harry Potter Minute and at Twitter at HP Minute. You can join our Facebook group, Harry Potter Minute and the Listener's Army. You can email us at contact at hpminute.com. You can find our podcast, along with many other great ones, at duelinggenre.com. Um, and you can find Kelly at the middle page, dot net. Dot net. Dot net. <laughs> and on Instagram, you said, right? Instagram, yeah. I and really technically, Instagram I do have Twitter, but... Uh, I... Yeah, I don't, I don't do the Twitter stuff really, but All right. I mean, I don't but, either. <laughs> but yeah, Instagram for sure. I I, I follow and uh, and respond. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So check that out, you guys, and join us tomorrow for minute nineteen. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed.